Hello, 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 and thanks for tuning in. It's been a little bit of time since I've done my last one. Wanted to say thank you guys for listening and tuning in and subscribing, liking, and sharing. Share this anywhere um, and with anyone uh, you feel might um, be blessed by hearing uh, this content, hearing um, uh, the parts of the Bible, uh, my own uh, personal accounts with the Lord. And um, yeah, hopefully this is encouraging to you. I um, just wanted to start off uh, just with uh, a little bit of exercise of deep breathing uh, in the name of the Lord. Um, whenever I do this, I always want to be in the spirit, uh, delivering uh, whatever content, because I feel um, like it's my uh, own goal, at least, to be able to share what I have from the spirit um not from my own intellect but from a place of encouragement and in the spirit so let's take a deep breath uh and we'll say the name of god yahweh as we do that Great. So, um, I feel better already. And, uh, yeah, this is great. Let's do one more. And this time we'll do Yeshua. Thank you, Jesus. So recently, um, I was prompted actually by my wife. She said, hey, you need to do a podcast. You need to tell people what happened to you. Um, and before I get to that, I, um, you know, I'm going to share, um, you know, it was either a dream or vision or I actually went up and uh, went to somewhere. So um, the reason I wanted to do this um particular podcast because I wanted to highlight some areas of the Bible where we see prophets um, interacting um, in time and space with real events, real world events, um, or interacting with the Lord um, for the purposes of uh, bringing about um, an action so that God would be glorified and also that uh, times would be changed. Um, Recently, I've been thinking about um, what God's been doing in the earth. I've been thinking about um, the times we're in. And uh, even today, as I do this podcast, there was a landmark ruling in America, which made it so there would be um, an ability for states to at least choose whether or not um, they would allow abortions. And uh, as you know, you know, the Bible talks about setting the captives free and it talks about life as being um, important to God. Children's lives 
uh, and, and obviously our lives, uh, but most importantly, children's lives. Um, and you see many times in the Bible, there is um, uh, almost a genocide against the children of Israel. So we see it uh, in Jesus' time uh, where Herod is uh, killing babies that might be um, of the age of Jesus. Um, and that's why they fled to Egypt, um, interestingly enough. And, um, and in other parts, we see uh, children being killed uh, in, earlier, in an earlier time before Jesus. Uh, all the babies that were the age um, uh, where, um, you know, they're over three, I think it was, all those babies were being killed um, because, um, not because they were looking for anybody in particular, but they were making sure that the population would be controlled. And so, um, you know, in the Bible, we see a lot of people um, in that time that are operating um, with the demonology and witchcraft and sacrificing babies. So um, obviously most of you guys know about the God of the God Molech, little G, um, and um, these little G gods, I believe, were um, uh, either Nephilim or descendants of Nephilim. Um, and these are the mighty heroes of old, um, folklore, myths, um, tell of their deeds. Um, they had uh, superhuman strength. They had uh, voracious appetites to consume. And um, they were a part of um, the quickening, the over-quickening, the, the maturation process of humanity uh, to a point where people knew too much too quickly and we'll uh we'll get more on that later um because i have a, a scripture from the book of enoch i wanted to read um but i wanted to talk about first off um this idea of of the veil um the veil as in realms and heavens and um you look in the book of Genesis and, you know, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, um, you know, most people don't take notice of this, but the heavens is plural. And so, um, you know, just to get that idea out there or get that into your mind that there are many heavens, many realms, many dimensions, many places of existence, which we don't know of, um, but we we sometimes collide with them and we come in contact with um, a different way of uh, interacting with our known dimensions. Uh, Paul talks about it and um, in the New Testament, you know, and he says, you know, on this day or on the Lord's day, um, you know, I, or <laughs> I once knew a man that went up into the third realm um, where he himself says, you know, I know not whether I was in the body or out of the body. Um, you know, I think he's referring to obviously um, him going up in the spirit. Um, and a another picture to have, um, just for your own mental and intellectual and, and heart posture, is this idea of the whirlwind. If you go ahead and just type in, you know, Bible Gateway, or you type in your browser, the whirlwind, or a whirlwind, or like whirlwind. You'll see many um, scriptures that come up. Um, the one that I wanted to highlight was 
the one referring to Isaiah, uh, Elijah in 2 Kings 2. And, um, you know, somehow <laughs> um, Elijah and the rest of his companies of prophets knew that he was going to be taken up in a whirlwind. It says, when the, world, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. So Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel, which is the house of bread. And, um, but, uh, or actually that's Bethlehem. <laughs> Bethel means house, house of God. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now, um, this is interesting in light of another part of, of first, of, of Kings, the book of Kings, uh, first book Kings, where, uh, Obadiah is, uh, talking to Elijah and he says this, he says, um, he said, uh, Obadiah replied, but what did I do wrong that you would put me in a position where Ahab would execute me? Okay. Cause Elijah says, Hey, go tell him X, Y, and Z. Surely as the Lord your God lives, there isn't a nation or kingdom where my master hasn't tried to find you. Whenever they would say he isn't here, he forced that kingdom or nation to swear that they hadn't seen you. But now you're saying, go tell your master, Elijah's here. As soon as I've left you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you off to I don't know where. Then when I go tell Ahab and he can't find you, he'll kill me. Right? So it's sort of a known thing that Elijah is traveling quickly expediently all over the world all over the place and sometimes they can't find them right how is this right i believe it's similar to the technology the holy spirit technology that took philip up after he baptized the ethiopian eunuch um this is uh interesting um for many reasons um one of which i believe is that um i've been having this thought that we as a, a mystic prophetic community um would need to start understanding that we're in a time where the veil is getting thinner and um this type of operation is more available to us um than ever before now has it always been available? I think so. Um, I think, though, something happens in our ages and our times where we start to see the necessity for operating in um, deeper truths and deeper knowledge and deeper understanding of what God has made us to be and um, equipped us to do. Now, when I talk about this veil, um, when I talk about the, the veil being thinner. Um, I'm referring um, to our current time and also other times where um, we notice that things are starting to happen very quickly um, and um, expediently and in uh, especially in human history you'll start to notice a pattern um, now our most notable pattern um, of this happening is um, us looking at modern day history, um, looking at uh, what we know as modern day history, actually. Um, and when I say modern day history, I'm going back to like the 1400s. Um, so we're not just talking about now. Um, 
But Joel 2, it says here, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand. Day of darkness and gloom, day of clouds and blackness, like dawn spreading across the mountains. A large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor ever will be in the ages to come. Before them fire devours, behind them a flame to blazers, ablazes. Before them the land is like the Garden of Eden, behind them a desert waste. Nothing escapes them. They have the appearance of horses, and they gallop along with cavalry, with a noise like that of chariots. They leap over the mountaintops like a crackling fire, consuming stubble. They have, uh, let's see here. Uh, at the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They all march in line, not swerving from their course. Um, and uh, let me skip down. It says, The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number. And mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure? Right? So, um, this is interesting stuff, right? And I think there's a lot of uh, imagery <laughs> to the day of the Lord returning, right? And um, later on, if you go into uh, Joel, Joel 2, and maybe I'll go down to 13, it says, Rend your heart and not your garments, right? So your heart, not your outward appearances, your, anything you have that gives you any sort of marking, return to the Lord your God, for his grace is compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sin and calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. Grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. It says this, blow the trumpet in Zion, declare holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, right? I'm not sure if I shared it in my last podcast, but when I talked about Moses and the there, there was in 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 that uh, Exodus account, um, Moses was told, uh, or he actually told the people that God was coming down um, on the uh, from the mountain in fire. But before he was to come down, he told the people to consecrate themselves for three days. Right, and um, we see here um, a holy fast precedes this consecration. So a consecration is a realignment with the Lord and um, and a preparedness for uh, his coming. Now, um, this coincides with Renaissance's uh, periods of what people call the Golden Age. Um, but um, as it pertains to the veil, I believe that a lot happens um, in the spiritual and in the metaphysical realm and in our time and space where there is um, a crossing over of ages, there is uh, a pushing against time, and there, um, along with this, there's a new understanding of the people that something, um, something, something is shifting, times are shifting, and an old age is passing. I've talked about another podcast where you look at the ages, you look at um, the ram, which was Abraham's time, a time of war, a time of conquest, a time of taking the land, 
Um, and then you have 2,000 years later, you have the Pisces age, roughly the Pisces age, um, where you know Jesus comes in. It's a totally new technology of love. It's a love revolution, and it's a way to experience the Father's love. Um, so it's not from a legalistic uh, standpoint. It's just purely relational. And if we can relate to Jesus, then we have the best chance of relating to God because Jesus was perfect, he was sinless, and he was the Son of God, or is the Son of God. So he came as the Son of Man, Son of God. He came uh, fully as a man, um, but uh, remained perfect um, in all his deeds, um, and then um, gave himself up willingly to become the perfect sacrifice so that we could... Um, so there could be a restoration of, of the breakage of um, a restoration of, from the breakage of relationship, a restoration into uh, a new um, uh, reasoning and reckoning with God. Meaning that uh, through Jesus Christ we have uh, salvation, but more importantly we have a restoration of relationship. Now as, the, as we talk about the veil, we talk about time shifting, we're moving into now um, the age of Aquarius, it's probably already here. A lot of scientists and astronomers look at the suns and the stars and they mathematically, you know, denote that we're, we're, you know, in 2012, we entered into the age of Aquarius. Now, as, um, I've also described before as one age closes like a door, another one opens. And, um, you know, if you can imagine a door, you know, on one side, there's uh, darkness or gloominess and on the other side, there's light that light starts to shed in on the darkness. And as we know, light conquers darkness always. And so um, coinciding with our times and what's going on, um, we can start to understand that um, the Lord is allowing um, people, um, most importantly, his children, um, to see this and um, to understand um, what's happening um, in our time. Because um, I believe that as, as we, as Christians, understand um, what's going on, we are more able um, to help, to be a part of the solution, um, and to, you know, act on behalf of Yahweh, um, to bring about um, his kingdom actions. Now, the age of Aquarius, um, it coincides with... Um, this idea of a golden age, um, and if you go back far enough, you have, you know, the bronze age, the iron age, the silver, the silver ages, and then the gold age, the golden age, right? And um, a lot of scientists and philosophers, they basically denote that the golden age is a time where there's a, a huge amount of awareness, human awareness. Um, uh, people are aware of God, people are aware of, of who he is. Um, they're wanting to connect with God. They're wanting to connect with their creator. And they're um, wanting to be a part of um, what he's doing in the earth. As opposed to um, what it was, you know, very apparent through many, through many ages. Was that man wanted to build for themselves towers. Um, build a name for themselves in the stars. Become like gods. Um, and, you know, some of that information... Um, the necessity to move into these um, supposed demigod states, um, I believe, comes from misinformation um, uh, coming on down from the Watchers, which obviously the Watchers are 
um, the ones that were fallen angels were uh, in a connection with uh, Satan or Lucifer. And at that point in time, you could start to see that um, uh, God, you know, he's not pleased with what's going on on the earth. Um, he says to Noah, look, there's nobody else that's righteous. I need you to do this thing for me um, because um, I'm not going to sit here and watch this anymore. So obviously we know the flood happens and everybody's wiped out. But what's not wiped out is the way of man, right? And, um, you know, the ways of man uh, prevail without Jesus Christ. And that's sort of why we're in this predicament now. Why, um, you know, we as sons and daughters of Zion have been called into a new arena of thought, process, and heart formation with the Lord. Uh, meaning that we are operating a new paradigm which says that we are to be like Christ, be holy as he is holy, but also to operate in the more. And, you know, we've raised our consciousness to a level where we understand there's more than just our cultural, our Christian cultural mandates or our, um, or whatever, you know, whatever you kind of call yourself, Messianic Jew, whatever it is. Um, we're not a body of people that just exist unto ourselves or a body of people that exist for um, the proclamation and the, the bringing of the kingdom of heaven down to earth. Um, in Acts 2, you see, um, you know, this, this mighty thing happen. And, um, you know, here, look, we let me just get into it, right? So the Holy Spirit comes on Pentecost. Um, there's a great sound. Um, there, there's the whirlwind. Um, and then here, Peter addresses the crowd later on because, like, what's going on? Is it, you know, is he crazy? What's going on? These people are drunk, right? And he says, um, No, this is too early for people to drink in. It's only nine in the morning, but this is what the prophet Joel says. He says, In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. So your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Um, this is interesting because, um, you know, the spirit falls, da 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 But, you know, look, it says here, Peter, and this is... Two people saying, not just Joel, but also Peter. He's referring to it, but he's 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 bringing light to something interesting. He says, "In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people." Right? So it's all people, all sons, all daughters, all young men. You know, there's no um, denotation of okay, all of my Christian, son, you know, all my followers. Now, obviously, you know, we're, I believe that there's an alignment uh, with the Lord. That allows uh, uh, for people to to take on the uh, the pouring out. Um, I believe that there's people out there that understand themselves to have purpose, um, to want to um, uh, bless the earth, bless the people around them. And I believe God can reach those people. I believe God can come into um, their moment in history, their events and uh, speak to them in such a way to where they'd be energized and encouraged um, to be doing what they're doing for God. You know, that's my prayer, honestly, is that 
you know, anyone that the Lord pours out on, that they would understand whose they are. Because I think there's a greater anointing and authority that comes when you understand that you're here for a much larger purpose. And this is a cosmic battle that goes way, way, way back, right? So, you know, we're talking about, you know, uh, the spirit being poured out, all this and that. But uh, there's a reason, right, to all of this. Um, at, you know, it says at the end, it says, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So ultimately, we're trying to save mankind. We're trying to bring to mankind a new vision of who they are and a new awareness. And I, I believe that's coming um, by way of um, art, uh, books, media, movies. Um, and obviously the opposite, opposite is true. Um, the entertainment industry is putting out information that is contrary to the spirit of the Lord. It's contrary to a relationship with God. Um, it's, you know, that's based on becoming your own God, becoming your own um, self entity or self powerful entity, which um, can um, access power, uh, earthly power. But, you know, in some cases, uh, power uh, through dimensions, earths, uh, you know, realms and all that stuff. So, um, you know, you see essentially the enemy um, or people who answer to him uh, trying to find counterfeit ways to basically access what God wants to pour out on all flesh right? he wants to pour out on his people his spirit, he wants to pour out his love he wants to pour out his awareness the counterfeit to that is um, uh, there's evidence of that uh, you'd have to look um, in the book of Enoch you could see Genesis 6 kind of kicking off some of that information with the Nephilim um, operating and taking wives and all that stuff and becoming great here on the earth and taking over little little areas and and uh, in conjunction with men um and take you know taking over uh, kingdoms right the nephilim um, were uh, operating with the philistines at one point in time and uh, you see that with uh the story of david goliath um, there's little parts in there that give you some sort of inclination that the there was a race of giants and um, these people were strong and mighty and had power um, that created a fear, right? You, we kind of look at the Israelites and say, man, why are they so afraid of Goliath? Well, if you understand who they were and what they were capable of, you might be afraid too, right? So Enoch 7 uh, kind of goes over some of this, and it says, And all the others together with them took, in them, took unto themselves wives. We're talking about the fallen angels. And each of those chose for himself one. They began to go into unto them and defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments, cutting of roots, and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant, and they bore great giants, whose height was 3,000 L's, who consumed all the acquisitions of men. They consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when uh, men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind began to sin against birds, beasts, reptiles, and fish to devour one's, one another's flesh and drink the blood. And the earth was laid ask accusation against the lawless ones. So you have here even the earth laying accusation against these lawless ones. So even people are seeing what's going on. This is all important. I'll get to my dream soon, but this is all important because um, I think that somewhere in our history 
We're able to learn a lot of technology very quickly, too quickly. And I think that helped progress uh, some of the paradigms and thought processes that govern our worlds today, um, which basically say that there's no God and we don't need God and we can become our own gods. This is important because um, the predicaments we're in now, especially as it comes to um, child sacrifice and abortion, all that stuff, these are man-made technologies or man-made paradigms um, and ph philosophies that are rooted in um, demonic uh, paradigms, um, which basically, if you read Revelation, there's the push for um, the enemy and all his cohorts to have uh, one world, one government um, uh, under the Antichrist so that he can um, have this world, uh, have rule, have domain, and mimic the Lord um, and mock the Lord, and so that's where we, you know, you know, if you could boil it down to you know a couple of sentences, it's much more nuanced than that. But at the at the crux of the matter is there's people who are understanding that this is also happening. That we're in some last days, the veil is thin, and all that, and they're taking advantage um, for themselves in a negative way. Um, all this to say. Um, this, you know, we're into a we're in, entering into a, a new period of our understandable renaissance. Um, it started already, but if you understand how things go, how time works, um, this, you know, this stuff was is it, bound to it was bound to happen. Um, it was going to happen. Um, people were gonna see it. I don't think the Lord's surprised by any of this. Um, these cycles come. And if you look at uh, the way that the zodiac is placed out, you look at the cycles of the earth, the moon, all that stuff, um, we're coming into almost 28,000 years. It's roughly um, approximately called the great year. And what that means is uh, in the great year, there's also um, an alignment with the equinoxes, an alignment with earth, the sun, and um, another sun called Sirius A, I believe. And um, a lot of people a lot of even astronomers what they say is that there's energy that comes from these suns um and um there's frequency that comes you know as a result so you know we're here we're aligned there's frequency there's um, there's energy be, being sent away um and then there are uh, enemies of yahweh who are creating instances where um, they're showing technology to men um, uh, creating um, blockades against the move of God essentially and creating systems where people can actually be free so as it pertains to this great year um, this this age of Aquarius um, things are opening up I don't know all the ins and outs and the science behind it but you can just feel it you can feel like you can feel things are opening up you can see in the papers, you can uh, hear in the news, um, you know, power structures that were not of the Lord are being brought low, and um, you know, many prophets and, and you know, in the, in the prophet community and many mystics as well, they say that we're we're coming into um, a new period of time, right? And um, you know, people have been praying for revival, people have been praying for breakthrough. And I think even in the consciousness of praying for breakthrough and praying for revival, there um, is the, the, 
you know, the spirit being poured out on all flesh, the, you know, the people being made aware by God that something's happening and they need to do something about it. And so people are praying and fasting. People have been praying and fasting for years. I, you know, I know for the last three years I've been talking about revival and restoration. But, I, you know, I go back and watch things on YouTube and, and see people, you know, with, you know, content that's been dated, you know, five, ten years ago where they were saying the same thing, right? And so it's almost like a wildfire. Once it catches it, it you know, it builds up steam. It's not going to really, you can't put it out. And, um, you know, this mission especially, I feel like it can't be put out. This is something that's from God, right? And so, um, you know, I talked about the whirlwind. I talked about the ages. I talked about the alignments of the ages. I talked about the people being aligned with the Lord as opposed to being aligned with, uh, you know, our own time realm, um, the, the technologies of it, and uh, the entrapment, um, the mind and body and soul entrapment um, by way of the enemy um, through, you know, so many different arenas. But, you know, nonetheless, I, I believe there's something interesting, um, you know, with the construction of man and our times we're in, the ages aligning, where something in us uh, just resonates with, um, things that bring peace, things that promote life, as opposed to things that bring disorder and death. Um, so many times you see the Bible talk about whirlwinds, talk about going up, all this and that. Um, hopefully I can join these together and they sort of make sense, but the Lord um, uh, had it on my heart to kind of share this and, you know, kind of, I kind of start with just saying, you know, because the spirit has been poured out in all flesh, I believe that the spirit is going to be allowing people to experience and see and, and work with God in new ways. Not because the technology hasn't been there, but our awakening has come. We've understood something is changing. We've wanted change. We've hungered from all. We've said we want to do something for the kingdom. We want to be a part of his move. And in that, you know, asking and you shall receive, ask for wisdom, ask for, you know, seek first uh, righteousness. Those things matter to God because the heart of God wants his people to honor what's been given. He wants us to be replenished, be filled, but also pour out, right? So if you look at the, uh, the age of Aquarius and the Zodiac or uh, the, um, let's see, the Maseroth, you can start to see it lining up um, with what we're, experiencing now which is the pouring out of water right the pouring out of water knowledge truth understanding wisdom um practicalities that we kind of have snubbed our nose at because they don't make sense to us we're we've been so entrenched in a world um, that's based on consummation and subjugation and um you know you look back again to enoch and the angels they taught people how to basically rebel against god and um pervert his order so that's why the watches were cast down, um, and that's why, um, you know, you know, the Lord kind of highlights that for us because uh, we're to understand that ultimately the systems that we're in right now are not functioning properly. They don't resonate with God, and they certainly don't bring life a lot of them. And this is important because, um, and this is the dream, or the the the, the I mean, <laughs> who knows what it was, right? I, um, you know, last night I'm meditating, about to go to sleep, and I just put some worship music on, and I 
I lay down and I say, you know, I'm going to do a little meditation as I, as I go out. And all of a sudden, I, um, uh, you know, I'm experiencing um, a velocity almost uh, coming over me. Um, um, uh, you know, a sensation of moving, you know, rapidly. And I see white and gray clouds. And as soon as, um, you know, this, you know, stops, you know, I don't know how long it was, but, um, you know, I felt myself going up or going in, you know, and as soon as that happened, I knew what was happening and I hung on for the ride and I popped through a veil and I see people and these people see me and they're astonished and they go to touch me to put their finger in my chest to see if I'm real. And, you know, I go through about three or four of these phases where I pop in through these clouds or a veil almost. And I see people and they're, they're like, what is this? Are you looking at it? Do you see this? They're like, kind of, you know, and there were a couple points where I was kind of afraid of what was happening because I didn't know how I got there, what was going on. And I just kept saying every time I kept popping into a new place or a new realm or seeing new people. I said, Jesus loves you and God wants his people back. Jesus loves you and God wants his creation back, you know. And, you know, one lady comes up to me and she touches me on my chest and she kind of, you know, kind of goes, take, you know, she's taking it back and she's talking to a friend and pointing at me. And, you know, if it was a dream, <laughs> that's the coolest dream I ever had, but it didn't feel like a dream, you know, especially at this one part where, pass through the veil again and I come into wherever I'm at I step into the time and the space and I see a German Shepherd and the German Shepherd comes and walks alongside me and you know a couple feet from him I see uh, three baby German Shepherds and a bangled uh, tiger and I go to t you know I said take me to your master you know and I don't know if I said it or thought it but I follow the dog you know out from this kind of um, tarp thing I guess um, it's under a tarp, um, I'm almost next to a lean-to maybe, or a house, um, a small house. And there's a guy there with a gun, you know, and I, I see the gun. And I'm not afraid of him. I was more afraid of the German Shepherd for a second. But, uh, you know, I say, hey, Jesus loves you. God wants his creation back. Now, I don't know if that was just me traveling in the spirit realm if it was a dream or or what but it felt so real i mean i could touch the german shepherd i felt the person touch my chest to see if i was real if i'd really just passed through the door i don't know what it was because i never got to see what was behind me and i didn't get much of the surroundings but what i what i gathered was the emotion it was not my emotion i sensed their emotion i sensed their astonishment i, I was reacting um uh, with my mouth confessing Jesus but also saying to them um, Jesus loves you you know that's enough um, to change your world if you if you even if I met these people on the street right I say hey Jesus loves you it's a different paradigm than repent you know turn your life around it's um, Jesus loves you and Jesus loves us so much he died on the cross right so that and those big biblical pictures of the prodigal father give us to understand that God wants his people back and he will do whatever he has to to start moving people into sonship and relationship. Um, the reason I even had the inclination to think that I had gone up in the spirit or gone to somewhere, maybe physically or in the spirit, um, 
there's four teachers that really have blessed me over the years. It's, it's Dr. O, Dr. Obanaya, Justin Paul Abraham, Nancy Cohen, and Mike Parsons. Now, there's some others out there that I've been very blessed by, um, just regular old everyday churches. But, you know, when we're talking about whirlwinds, uh, we're talking about portals, we're talking about going up, we're talking about healing people. Uh, changing your energy so that you can take over a space essentially put your archie over that space these are um, things that aren't as clear-cut as you know the proverbs right or um, some of the books in the bible that are of historical context or even the new testament where it's just saying hey um, this is why you've been saved or this is what god's doing all this and that there's a lot of mystery involved right but I believe the Lord wants his mysteries to be revealed to people that can truly understand who he is and, and won't misuse the gift, right? And I think the gifting that we have is obviously it starts with loving the Father and wanting to be with him. Um, you recall Adam walked with God in the cool of the day, right? He was a friend of God. He was, uh, God was a companion to him. It was important to him to have a relationship with God. Um, and you can see that many times over Enoch, Elijah, Elisha, um, so many of the disciples, they wanted a relationship with Yahweh more than anything. And it was such, that, such to the fact that their uh, love for the Father became an outpouring for people around them, right? So this is interesting in light of what I just shared because what we, what we got to know, what we got to understand is that um, you too are... Um, are going to be needed for um, these modes of movement. You know, Philip, for instance, you know, he goes to the eunuch, baptizes him, and he's gone to Samaria. You know, he didn't say he walked. You know, he said it was taken, right? So I guess what I'm getting at is uh, you yourself, I believe, um, need to start looking at, um, you know, your meditation times, your time you spend in the Spirit, your Bible, whatever, Start looking at all these differently, you know, start thinking, okay, um, the Lord wants to use me in any way possible. And I might have to go and pray for people um, in somewhere, or I might have to go to work and just, you know, say, hey, look, you know, you've been having this problem. This is the answer, you know. Um, it's much more than just being. It's much more than just looking. It's much more than just acting, um, you know, just to be a part of a congregation. It is... Um, a necessity to um, come and meet with the Lord on his mountain. But it's also a necessity for us to be used of by him um, to help bring others into freedom, right? Isaiah and a lot of other scriptures talk about setting the captives free, right? If that was Jesus' job, then it's also our job, you know? And, um, you know, everything won't happen, you know, the same way he did it. You know, we're not going around healing people with uh, spinning in the mud and putting on their eyes and all that stuff. But we are doing those operating with Jesus so that whatever we do, we carry the kingdom with us. Right. And this kind of goes back to the veil a little bit. The veil has been thinned, I believe, because of the times, ages, but also that's just God's will. God is making everything move in conjunction. He set all the stars in motion. He set everything in motion. He he's, knows what he's doing, and this is a perfect, um, you know, 
a little thing he does where he just makes it that much easier for us to come into union with him and his purposes so that when we are operating we're operating in a, a larger uh, anointing authority than previous ages might have uh, been privy to because of the fact that these are such turbulent times and it's necessary for these turbulent times to be matched with people of great potential so that's my encouragement to you is you have great potential you have great understanding great knowledge um, there's so much out there for you to understand and, and you know to release to, to grow in and the release again um, but my simplest ask of you is is for you to start praying into your purposes and mandates start praying into your gifting start praying you know you know asking God to show you day by day what it is you're called to and how it is you could be partnering with his kingdom um so that's that's it for now you know that was a little something something but i just wanted to get that out there um i was 40 minutes or something something but thank you guys for listening i'm gonna pray us out and uh i just want to um just say to you guys hey god bless and i love you so in the name of jesus i thank you for um, anybody who's listening um who's tuning in lord i thank you that god um they've been blessed already because you've shown them something that resonates in their soul that I'm talking about so already you're causing a great awakening to come about um, already you're toppling down um, old systems that are archaic or detrimental to the human race like abortion um, and Lord we just ask that you continue to move in our lives in our personal lives so we can be great husbands great wives great sons great daughters um, and, and people of the Lord, which um, proclaim your name, not with our mouth, just our mouth, but our deeds and actions. And um, also by carrying your presence, Lord. So Lord, I pray that we carry your presence in a new way, Lord. Tear down all the veils, tear down all the paradigms, tear down all the, um, the ideas, Lord, that are contrary to your mountain, contrary to your wisdom. And Lord, I just ask that you show us in these last days how to move in and out physical realms spiritual realms whatever it might be so that god we can um be more effective in our spaces in the name of jesus amen